episode 132, The Five Reasons Walmart is Nailing It. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and every week we have great conversations, basically the equivalent of an MBA to help you be a better leader and grow your business. The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention, and If you're wondering where that eighth book is, we'll throw in health as well. I'll let you figure that one out. Uh, Jason, great to be with you as well. Uh, Dale, it's always great to be with you, and I'm really, really looking forward uh, to this episode. You know, it is absolutely fascinating to watch the retail landscape and the, the, just the absolute chaos and earth shift that we're seeing as retailers uh, abandon their brick and mortar, uh, close down. We're talking about, I mean, I've seen figures in the next several years where 50% of retailers are going to be vacating their spaces, uh, around the United States. It's, we're going to, we're on the brink of seeing some dramatic things, but there's one brick and mortar store that is also in the digital space that you want to talk about this week. Uh, well, it is. And I, I think there are some incredible lessons to learn from Walmart. And, and you're right. In fact, there are more retailers closing up shop, going bankrupt, uh, closing down their stores at any at an unprecedented rate, even more so than the Great Recession of 2008 and 2009. And there is just no indication that it's going to abate or, or slow down. Uh, but here's Walmart. Relevant, profitable, and prosperous. And what in the world are 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 they doing and and first you have to consider the the just the scope and the scale uh, of Walmart. Uh, they have got eleven thousand five hundred stores, but get this: two hundred and sixty million store visits every single week. That that is an amazing number. Uh, you know, a half a trillion dollars in revenue, and and they do this and they keep this machine going, uh, and and they earn about thirteen billion in net profit. But when you consider those are razor thin margins, that's about a three percent net margin. Uh, but but they just keep chugging along and they keep moving while everybody else just seems to be uh, failing and reporting numbers that get lower and lower compared to the previous quarters or the same quarter in the previous year. And so uh, I decided to spend some time this week making a list of, uh, of, of, of what they do. And uh, I just think that they are, I think Walmart is a textbook case of everything my my researchers and I have discovered and written about in all of my books. In, in many respects, um, I, I, I think that they are as close to being a perfect case study of nailing it as, as any other business right now. And I think that there are five reasons. 
And I think that all of these five reasons uh, anybody can take and use in their own business. I don't care if you've got a small uh, insurance agency in Boise or if you uh, are running, uh, 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 have a store in Omaha or a landscape center uh, in the Midwest. Uh, Regardless of your business type, I, I think that you can take these five things that are allowing Walmart to nail it. First of all, uh, can I can I jump in? Well, I want to say I'm really glad you said that because I was going to stop. I was going to break in and ask. Okay, so what about the business owner who is who's already shut down mentally on this because they just despise Walmart? And you gave us the reason why to keep listening because we're going to learn from that success and how we can implement it in our business, no matter where that business is. Because you know, I mean, you all have to do is go to do a city council meeting uh, where Walmart is asking for a permit and uh, to, to build a new store, and you will see the line of business owners uh, testifying against allowing that Walmart to build in their community. Well, and here I'm going to be very, very hard. Uh, you know, they began with, Walmart began with one small tiny uh, five-and-dime store uh, in, in their hometown. So everybody's equal. And so to all the whiners, the whingers, the complainers, uh, my retort is a very simple one. Uh, you know, why didn't you get off your ass and do the exact same thing? I mean, so I don't want to hear your stories that they're so big and they're going to set, put me out of business. Well, get off your lazy butt and make something happen. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy uh, for these people uh, because everybody starts out equal. And, and Walmart started out just as equal as everybody else. In fact, the argument would be that they were extraordinarily disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anybody, you know, that's why the flag is there uh, all around the world. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the freedom to, to build and create whatever you want. And there are a lot of people who would like to be stuck in time. I mean that because 50 years ago, my Aunt Sadie had a hat shop on Main Street downtown, I therefore deserve to be able to have the same hat shop and give myself a living wage. Sorry. I mean, let go. I mean, it's one of the things we talk about all the time. Everything is shifting. Everything is changing. And if, if, if all you want to do is fight change, well, what's going to happen to you has already been written on the wall. You're going to become an absolute irrelevant, uh, absolutely irrelevant. So uh, I have no problem with uh, Costco's. I've got no problem uh, with uh, Amazon. I've got no problem with Walmart whatsoever. I mean, they all started out very small with, with one person and one dream and resolute about doing something and doing something very, very well. And so, of course, what's driven Walmart for all of these years are, well, are five, five things. And so I, so I tell those small business people who feel threatened by, uh, by a Walmart uh, or by, uh, by a Costco or, or any other type of business coming in, uh, you know, take on board these five things. And guess what? I mean, you can ultimately become as successful as they are. And I know that's going to make some people angry, but stop whining, whinging, and complaining and make something happen. Number I was going to say, uh, my job is done for the day. I got Jason Jennings fired up. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Number one. All right, number one, Walmart, since their very first day, we talk about what everybody needs. I talked about it in the commencement address a couple of weeks ago. I talked about it in speeches this past week. It all starts with purpose. It does not start with a vision statement. It does not start with a mission statement. I mean, because nobody can remember those things, it starts with a purpose. And since the day they opened up, Walmart has said, we exist for one reason. We don't exist to make money. We'll make money by doing what we do, we exist 
to help people save money so they can live better. And I will tell you that that credo, that that purpose runs deep in the Walmart organization. You either live that or you will not rise to a leadership position. You will become almost maniacal uh, about saving people money so that they can live better lives. So one, they've nailed it on having a purpose, and there's nobody who climbs any management or leadership rank at, in the Walmart organization without knowing and living that purpose. Number two, and I love this about Walmart, and I, I've known this for years, and and I, I, I watch with great interest uh, what they do. Every single leader in the Walmart organization keeps their hands dirty. And most of those small little businesses down on Main Street that uh, feel threatened by a Walmart or a Costco or, or by Amazon, whoever it might happen to be, uh, they, they just haven't done this. The, the model in American business is the higher you go, we've talked about this before, the higher you go up the hierarchical rank in most American businesses, the further removed from the customer you become. And it easy to understand example is the man or woman who gets into the car business and becomes goes to work selling used cars. They do quite well. So they uh, are promoted to a new car salesman. They do quite well. They're promoted to a sales manager. They do very well. They're promoted to the general manager uh, position within the dealership. Now all of a sudden there's a dealer 40 or 50 miles away, wants to retire and sell his or her store. So General Motors Holding comes to this very successful general manager and says, we would like you to buy a store. Well, I don't have the money. Well, we will finance you in the dealership. So this person who was a used car salesman, new car salesman, sales manager, general manager, now finds himself as an owner. And they've got a prosperous store. And where are they? They're in an office at the back of the dealership. They are no longer customer-facing. Well, at Walmart, every leader keeps their hands dirty. Here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine something called the Walmart airline. Walmart's got like 23 airplanes, 23 jets uh, based in Bentonville, Arkansas. And every Monday morning, every leader within the company heads to the airport and they get on one of these Lear 35s that seems to be, and they've never purchased a brand new airplane. They always buy them second or third hand uh, because uh, they want to save money too. And three or four or five people pile onto the uh, airplane and the first stop is uh, 250 miles away and they drop one or two of the leaders off and they pick another somebody else up and they go off and they dump Every leader is out all week long in the stores. And when they're in the stores, they're walking the stores. They're asking questions. They're talking to customers. And then what happens, this is the beautiful part of the story, by Thursday or Friday, I mean, the Jets are picking them all up and they're faring back home to Bentonville. And then guess what? They don't take the weekend off. Uh, Saturday morning, they all get together. Everybody who has fanned out all across the United States or the regions in the, in the world where they operate, and they all get together Saturday morning, and they have this several-hour meeting saying, here's what we saw. Here's what's hot. Here's what's not. Here's what we have to change. Here's what customers are telling us. And then finally, at about noon Saturday, they go home, and they have a Saturday afternoon with their family. They've got a Sunday, quiet Sunday with their family, and Monday, they're back on the Walmart airline. They do 
do a, Walmart does a better job of keeping the leaders of Walmart does a, do a better job of keeping their hands dirty than any other company. I hold them up as a model for anybody. Get off your butt and keep your hands dirty. And there's only one pl- way to keep your hands dirty, and that is to be customer facing, customer interacting, customer observing, looking at the store, picking a scrap of pa- paper off the floor, asking questions about this or that. They have nailed. They have absolutely nailed keeping their hands dirty. Number three, I'm not going to read the entire list today, but I'll tell you this. They have a set of guiding principles. And everybody within the Walmart organization, I mean, who is elevated into management or leadership, I've I've talked with Walmart managers, many Walmart managers, about the guiding principles. I mean, they know them Inside out. Again, this week, I encountered a company with guiding principles. Uh, Well, you heard the story from a few weeks ago where where the young HR guy was on stage and said, now, these are our guiding principles. I'm not saying your people have to know them. Just be familiar with them. Bunk. I mean, totally stupid. Uh, One of the most dumb things I've ever heard in my life. Why have a set of guiding principles unless everybody knows them? And at Walmart, every manager, every leader, I mean, there's a lot of people who work at Walmart in and out. I mean, uh, and are casual workers or part-time workers who may not ultimately be familiar with all the guiding principles. I think they do a really good job. But um, in those starting level positions, they're actually looking for the cream to rise to the top. I mean, they're constantly examining everybody in every store, asking, does this person have any management or leadership capability or talent? And if they do, that's when everybody knows the guiding principles, and and they can just nail them for you. So that's number three. Number four, they are investing heavily in digital. In fact, their e-commerce revenue surged 63% in the most recent quarter, and and they're out there buying some digital operations. It's not that they're trying to buy their way into a position of dominance. They just need the scale. They want to increase the offerings they're making. I mean, so they're putting their money where their mouth is, and they're investing heavily in digital. I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody can be in business today, and I don't care what the business is, and not be investing heavily in digital. And and I mean, they're doing it. And number five, they're paying people more. They're paying people more. They had a very frugal mentality. They were not known for paying the frontline people a lot of money. Again, because I think historically they viewed these frontline people as potential pools of, of, of leaders and general managers, and they would see the cream rise to the top, and then you can make an extraordinarily great living at Walmart. Uh, Walmart has created many, many, many millionaires, but now they got they, they nailed the last piece of it, and they're paying their frontline people more, and a couple of things have happened. Uh, the employee engagement at the store level uh, has soared. People are not leaving. People are staying. People are recognizing opportunities. So there you have it. Uh, My take on the five reasons why Walmart is nailing it and five things that any business can employ, can do to achieve significant success. um, I'll I'll bank my reputation and my research background and all of my books on that. Mm. Interesting, though, that when you have such a visible example in the marketplace, more well-known brands are not following suit. 
or seeing it. It's is it because it's so simple? I mean, because no. you can you can no, no, distill I, I, it down I, I, to five no. points. No, no, I can tell you why uh, they're not doing it. In fact, uh, uh, Christopher Mims, I, I don't know how many of our uh, listeners uh, read the Wall Street Journal. I, I just uh, I love it, and, and the front section of the Wall Street Journal is a lot of regurgitated news that I've always already seen by the time it comes. So I don't pay a lot of attention to the front section, uh, but business and technology, the second section of the Wall Street Journal, I can't imagine starting a day w- without that either online uh, or, or or the print edition. And Christopher Mims is just uh, uh, he writes this. Uh, column. It's called Keywords. And uh, I, I think it's once a week, maybe on a Wednesday or Thursday or something. And uh, he recently had a column uh, of what traditional retailers are doing. So we told you what Walmart is doing. And so he pointed out uh, what traditional retailers are doing. One, they are dealing with enormous fixed overheads. They got themselves in trouble with enormous fixed overheads. Number two, they have investors who want dividends instead of innovation. I mean, the investors are robbing the places. Uh, I mean, they're more concerned about their short-term dividend than they are long-term innovation and the long-term success of the organization. And then the big problem of all is what have you got CEOs? Well, CEOs are paid on the current quarter. And so it's all short-term thinking. And so here's Walmart long-term thinking, making long-term moves. Here's Amazon making long-term moves. Here are great companies making long-term moves. And here you've got most retailers, and they're they're in the muck and the mire of enormous fixed overheads, investors who want to suck money out of the business as quick as they possibly can, and CEOs who are paid on the current quarter. It's a recipe for disaster for most of these people. Absolutely. Great lessons for us. Any final words? I do. I, I do have a final word for you. In the last, uh, in the last couple of trips, I have been in uh, Florida, Washington, Baltimore, Chicago, Marquette, Michigan. Uh, so I've been in like six or seven cities over the past uh, 10 days. And uh, it, it's, it's getting to be fascinating to go into malls these days because these malls are like half occupied or two thirds occupied. And then they've got all of these black holes and I can only imagine it's where zombies live. (laughs) We'll let you work that one through. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to be honest, I haven't set foot in a mall in ages. So well, it's like watching a train wreck. It's like, it's like, go, I tell you the story that, uh, that a few months ago, uh, I, on a Sunday afternoon, I said, I want to go to Sears. And, uh, I was asked, why do you want to go to Sears? And I said, I just want to see how bad it's become. And I mean, it's just, again, like watching a train wreck, watching a train wreck. And, and it's not that I take comfort in, in watching these things happen. It's just that they're so eminently uh, predictable. They're, they're they're predictable, and uh, and then walk into Walmart, Walmart, and it's and it's bright, and it's filled with people, and there's tons of merchandise, and it's 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 exciting. And by the way, I have become over the years, uh, so many of the people I know are snobs, and uh, I've become a, a Walmart customer. And uh, in fact, I'm I'm on record as being a very excited Walmart customer. I love saving money. Mm. Good deal. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to let our listeners know that if you have a question for Jason, we would love to hear from you. Twitter is a great way to do it. All you have to do is tweet 
Hashtag Ask Jason Jennings. All one word. Hashtag Ask Jason Jennings. We're watching Twitter. Jason's on Twitter. Uh, you could follow him as well. We would love to hear from you there. We'll answer those questions in an upcoming podcast. This is The Game Changers. And with Jason Jennings, the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how to arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website, Jason dash jennings.com click the contact button follow the instructions we'd love to hear from you this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential take a lesson from the pages of walmart you've been listening to the game changers leadership lessons in speed productivity growth innovation and reinvention with business thought leader best-selling author and keynote speaker jason jennings read jason's most recent new york times bestseller the reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com